the Practical Family Podcast with Jennifer Bryant, encouraging your family to build strong foundations and healthy homes. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Practical Family Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Bryant. Today, we're talking about the doing. Okay, so if you're a doer, you like love doing stuff, you love the checklist, and you love taking care of important tasks, and it really brings you joy to be able to be productive. Hey, I am right there with you. I am one of those super uber-duber productive people. I love to learn things. I love to learn and then teach things. Like, that's just kind of my natural personality. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, we have covered topics already like perfectionism, like people-pleasing, even guilty when you feel like you're being a procrastinator or something. Because often we as mothers, especially if you've taken on the, the enormous task of homeschooling your children and you've sacrificed a lot of yourself in order to do that, You can connect with this need to like, okay, we have to organize stuff to get stuff done, to be efficient. Maybe you've learned about yourself from the past that maybe you don't need to do as much to be productive. And I have found that too. And as we kind of work ourselves out of this needing to maybe please people to do stuff, we can all be a work in progress, can't we? But if you're like me and you've seen that your productiveness produces good things, but it can also produce a lot of anxiety and a need to continue maybe on that path. And then you kind of burn out after a while or you find that, wow, I need more rest than I thought I did because I, I took on more than I should have. Well, today's guest is Billy Jouse. And Billy is here to talk to us about the practice of doing less so that God can do more. And this is such a cool concept because God is actually teaching me so much more about this right now in my life. Like I thought, okay, I'm going to pare down some stuff. I even, I, I do a lot for even on Practical Family and it's, and it's my, my baby. It's my project. I, I love doing it. It's become a business for us as well. And it's a wonderful, wonderful way for me to pour myself in and to help other families. But what I need to get out of it is realizing, wow, Lord, you've given me the opportunity to do so many things across the sound waves, through the online portals that we've created here. But I don't need to be the doer of all things. Actually, my producer and I are talking this week about, Jen, what can you do less of so that you can really get to the heart of the message of practical family so that you can serve your people better. And it's so good to have those real honest conversations with ourselves because we get lost in the midst of doing so many good things. Do you know what I'm talking about, friend? Because if I were sitting across from you right now at the table, I could list all of the things that I love to do and the things that I think I do well. But you would also need to hear me talk about how difficult it is to make it all happen because honestly, it's not supposed to all happen at the same time in the same season. And we all kind of need to be each other's cheerleader and encourage each other as moms that, look, it's okay if you're not doing as much as you used to do. Maybe you've come home from the workforce and you're used to producing at a certain level or thinking or having intellectual conversations at a certain level. And since you've been home, it's it's hard to get back to that place where you actually feel like yourself. 
I get that. I totally get that. And we're going to talk more about this as the year goes on. But in this episode, I want you to really listen to my friend Billy's testimony about just how God has helped her to do less. Billy is actually the wife of a major league baseball coach. She travels a lot, actually, but she has to live the full-on baseball wife life for a good six months out of the year when baseball season is going on. Well, I met this wonderful woman in an off-season time at a writer's retreat, and we were roommates, and we just kind of fell in love with each other's messages and ministries, and so she's on the podcast today to encourage you about just that. Her website is billyjust.com. All of that will be in the show notes, but really lean in today and listen to this message about how you can do less so that you can see exactly what God wants to do in and through your beautiful life. So today on the podcast, we have a friend of mine. I'm so excited to call her friend because I I just met this woman just this past February. We're at a writer's retreat together and we got to be roommates. Okay. And so we got to do the whole stay up late girl talk thing. And I just fell in love with this woman. Her name is Billy Jouse and she's written a book called making room doing less. So God can do more. So welcome to the practical family podcast, Billy. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Okay, girl, we were just, we, we just had a whole nother big, beautiful conversation before we actually started recording. And you just about took me to church because I'm having my own issues doing less so God can do more over here. So please, please, this episode, if not for anybody else, it's just for Jen Bryant right now. So please tell us, where did this message come from? Why did you decide to write about needing to do less? It's funny that you say that about the message is just for you. Um, last night I was leading a Bible study and uh, my husband is a professional baseball coach. So as wives of professional baseball players and coaches, we do a Bible study together. And last night, one of the girls is like, how do you do it all? How can you do this? I'm like, wait a minute, let me tell you. I wrote a book on doing less so God can do more. And I have to refer back to the book because I allow so much stuff to come into my life that I've got to refer back to it. So this book, basically was written because I needed it. Um, It started out with my pastor asking a question at at the front of the church, what is God doing in and through you? And me being a checklist doer during the sermon, of course, I became very agitated because what do you mean? What am I, what is God doing in and through me? I know what God's doing in and through me. And I started making a list, but my to-do list for the day was a little more than, than wanting to to take time to figure this list out. So I went and ran up my errands for the day. And that night I got home in the quad of my house and everyone was in bed. And I started making a list. Of course, I wrote in at the top of one side of the sheet of paper and through on the other side of the paper. And I used a yellow highlighter because that's how important this list was going to be. Right. (laughs) To my pastor, even though he doesn't know it, I'm going to prove to him what God is doing in and through me. And Jen, my heart was broken because as I wrote out the list, everything started with, I am. Mm -hmm. I am reading my Bible when I can. I am leading a Bible study. I am serving. I am praying. I am. 
but what was I really allowing God to do? I had so much stuff going on in my life. A lot of really good God stuff, like the good godly stuff that you do as a Christian woman. I, I, I read the Bible with my children. We do a daily devotion. We, we go to Bible study. We go to church. We do this. We do that. But what are we really allowing God to do? So it started me on this crazy journey of figuring out what am I allowing God to do in and through my life. And it was amazing to me how cluttered my spirit was with just stuff and distractions and not being able to hear what the Lord was asking me to do, not understanding what God's true will for my life was, and then moving into how God can work through me once I've allowed him to work in me. Hmm. That is, that seems like such a simple way to look at it, but we don't pay attention to the simple things when we're that busy, do we? No, we hmm. don't. I think it, the more we try to do, and I'm a doer, I'm a doer. What can I do? I just want to do. I need a checklist. Let me check it off. So I accomplish my goals. I set goals. I set, you know, I, I'm very good at doing. And God really called me into that of to stop doing and start experiencing. And that was the point of just evaluating my heart. What am I really believing? If we believe that Jesus is our Savior, are we truly believing that or do we believe we still have to do all the things to continue to grow in our faith in the and, and to earn the rewards of our faith and no God gave us his salvation he gave us his life to allow us to live a fuller life with him and that you know filling our spirits with all this stuff takes the place of where God can roam freely in and through us. And so it seems simple, but it's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. We have life. We have stuff to do. We have to move forward. We have to continue to go. You know, we have to continue to lead. We have to continue to do. And that's where this process of going through the whole journey that I went through that led to writing the book took me and it was not easy, but I knew that it was something that God really desired for me to go through. Hmm. Now, one of your quotes from the book is my busy life stood in the way of my connection with Jesus. Absolutely. What did that look like and how is life different now? What different choices are you making now? One of the things that hit me really hard was identifying the internal and external distractions that I was allowing that I was allowing in my life that wasn't allowing me to be able to hear God and to um, experience God in a deeper way. And once I identified those internal and external distractions that were in my life, now it's so much easier and it seems so simple and I'm a list maker. So in the book, I do have people make lists. So you're making these lists of an internal and external distractions that you have in your life, but to visually see those, it allows you the next time that they come up to go, Oh, that was on my list. Like that was a distraction that took me away from God. Now, some of them could be as simple as, 
you know, I make a joke about sports for me because my husband's in baseball. So I'm not really watching, I go to a lot of games, but I don't watch the stats. I don't watch this. I don't watch that until September comes. And for September for us is very important because that means you might be going to the playoffs. I get obsessed with watching MLB TV or ESPN. I want to know where we are. How many games do we need to win? How many have we lost? Are we in? Are we out? Are we not? Are we I've become so obsessed that that takes the place of my time to pray. That takes the place of my time to read my Bible. You know, our children, our children are great parts of our lives. But so many times we can become so wrapped up in what we think they need to do or where they need to be or what they need to experience that it takes us away from really asking God, where, where should we have our kids in sports? Who should we be allowing our kids to spend extra time with? Who, where should our kids be more involved and really understanding that God can lead us and guide us in all those things rather than just filling up the schedule, a schedule stuffer. I tell the stories in the book of when my son went to seventh grade, we had homeschooled for seven years. I have three boys who are now men. So I'm sort of out of that, that age group, but it was just, wow, this happened. He went to seventh grade and I was so afraid that I wasn't going to have friends. I wasn't going to have social life. I wasn't going to have any life outside of being alone at home that I filled my schedule up with Bible studies, lunch with friends, outings, walking with friends, doing this, doing that, volunteering for this, volunteering for that, that I looked up, I was exhausted, I was depleted, and I was wondering why, because I'm going to Bible study, I'm socializing with friends and talking about Jesus, but I wasn't allowing God to work in me. I wasn't sitting still and listening to his voice. And I looked back and thought all those schedule stuffers were distractions from allowing God to work in and through me. My husband, <laughs> my husband still to this day, this is why I have to reread my book often. My husband says that I have the right hand syndrome. When an issue comes up that needs to be taken care of, I raise my right hand and say, I'll do that. <laughs> the team needs snacks. I'll do that. The theater company needs a mom to help with costumes. I'll do that. My friend really needs to talk to you about Jesus. I'll do that. None of that stuff is bad. It's not horrible things. I'm not going out, you know, and doing crazy, horrible things, but it's taking me just as far away from God as Sven does, mm -hmm. in a sense. There's a separation there, yeah. you know, that takes us away from our time with God. And so that's why in the book that I just went into these very transparent times of when I allowed the distractions to take the place of where Jesus should be roaming in my life and should be guiding me and, and leading me. And once I identified all those things, I said that I had to go through a spiritual rinsing but for where I was and what all the things that I had stuffed in my spirit other than Jesus, I had to have a spiritual power washing. So <laughs> I had to get the big guns out and really <laughs> clean out that stuff and take my to-do list down to the minimum and take my social calendar down to the minimum. And I had to say the worst word in the world for me to say 
I had to say no. I had to say no to people. I had to say no to myself. I had to say no to my kids and opportunities that I had to serve. They're not bad opportunities, but were they God's best for me and how I was being called to glorify him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those, um, those God opportunities versus just good opportunities. I mean, and that's what we get caught up in, right? And I am also a chronic doer. I love to do. <clears throat> I love to uh, help people with practical solutions, thus Practical Family in this podcast. Um, but I need to be very careful about how the time encroaches onto my family. But I hear what you're saying, Billy. And we're, we're talking to, to women right now who are chronic doers, who, who love to help and love to serve. In, in past episodes, we've talked to people about, you know, if you're afraid to make friends, you just, just got to like take the risk and put yourself out there. We're not talking to you all right now. We're talking to the women who do too much. Okay. And so recognizing that we all have different personalities, different drives, This is to the mom right now that is having trouble letting go of the good things to make room for the God things. Yeah. But however, even the ones are sitting at home, sometimes I call it being a potato chip Christian because we can sit on our couch with a bag of chips, eating one at a time, saying, God, move in and through me, Mm. but not allowing him to because we've got the TV on, we've got, sorry, but we've got podcasts on, you know, but there's a, there's a time and a place for everything. My mother used to say that all the time. And it kills me that I repeat it because it, but it is, there's a time and place for everything. And in my book, I talk about, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Stephen Covey um, visual that he did in his classroom that He had a jar full of like, that was about uh, two thirds, three quarters of the way full with small little rocks. And Mm -hmm. those little rocks are all the things that we do every day. You know, the podcasts, the websites, the TV programs, which I have a few that I'm continually watching. Netflix, you know, prime video, whatever it is, you have all these little things going on. Picking up your kids from school, taking them to activities, activity, 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 whatever it is. And then you've got the bigger rocks, which are the priorities in your life, which should be Jesus, your family, your marriage. What are the, and I usually do five rocks for people. And for me, it's my marriage, my, or first of all, Jesus, of course, my marriage, because now we're empty nesters, my children, because our time is very, is not a lot of quantity, but I have to make it quality time when my kids and I can get together or talk on the phone. Um, baseball wives, because that's my life for six months. I sit in the stands with these girls and love on them and teach them about the love of Jesus. And then my writing, speaking, podcasting, whatever else I'm doing at the time. So those are my five priorities. If you try to stuff those five priorities on top of the small rocks that are the, all the other stuff that you're doing, those five priorities cannot fit in that container. Mm -hmm. Something's going to fall out. Mm-hmm. Those priorities, those are the ones that shouldn't be falling out. So what you have to do is you have to dump those small rocks out. You have to put the bigger rocks in, those five priority rocks in first, and then pour the little rocks, all the other stuff on top. And then if some of those fall off, so be it. Mm-hmm. They're, they aren't as important. 
So that's where you have to really prioritize what are the things in your life that are the most meaningful in God being able to work in and through you and prioritize those first. Yes. So let's talk about that process and Billy. So, so a, a mom finds herself overwhelmed maybe, or just a little bit confused as to what to do next because she's been doing so many good things. Now comes the point of reevaluation. What does that, what can that look like? Or what, or what do you suggest that a woman do? It's, it's stopping completely. It's yeah. before this interview, you talked about stripping yourself down. <laughs> I really like that analogy because we can, we can get on board with that. It's a, yeah, just make sure your kids don't hear it because if your kids are like my kids when they were little, they loved stripping down and running around the house. And my children <laughs> in their 20s now love these stories when I tell them. Oh, but but. It's, it's stripping down. So as a mom, and I think back when I had toddlers and little kids in the house, and sorry moms, but this doesn't go away. When your kids are home in their 20s, they walk into your bathroom still. They walk into your bedroom still. They don't think there are any boundaries on adults being in a house. It just, you're never going to have a truly peaceful, quiet, rarely will you have that moment where you have nothing in your life going on. But to take that time where God calls us to be still, sometimes that's not being still with what's wrong, what's circling and, and twirling and swirling around in your life. It's being still in your spirit. How can I sit with kids crawling all over me and bring my mind to a peaceful mindset of, okay, Lord, help me. And it's prayer. Help me decide what the five, and I would say, suggest five priorities. What are the five things in your life that everything else that in your life goes away, that those five things are five things that are your most important? Jesus, as believers, he has to be first, no matter if you got screaming toddlers or not. It's so much easier these days to listen to God's word because you've got Bible apps. You've got Alexa that can... Oh, I better not say that too loud. She'll yell at me, but you've got, you know, you've got things that you can listen to the word of God. There are so many great apps out there. Find one and listen. If it's five minutes or if it's an hour that you can listen to God's word, listen, but prioritize those five things. God putting Jesus in your everyday life, your marriage, because girls, let me tell you right now, you are a mom and you are overwhelmed with all things children right now. There's going to come a day and I can be that light at the end of the tunnel for you right now and telling you there will just be you and your husband. That day will come. It doesn't look like it right now in the craziness of life with little kids, but it comes. So you want to make sure that your marriage is worked on every day. Pray over your husband. Pray with your husband. Spend time, and I'm not talking, an hour of quiet time. Ask your husband, what can I be praying for you today? Pray just that for him all day. If you have two minutes, pray it with him in front of him. Because there is nothing like having your husband pray for you for what you ask, or you praying for your husband for what he asks. There's nothing like that. Your husband going to God for you, boy. It is wonderful. It opens up so many feelings in you, in your marriage. So work on your marriage every day. If that's just a one minute prayer together every day, 
Then your kids, I mean, we can't ignore them. We try, but we can't ignore our kids all the time. They have to be a priority. Then what are the other two things in your life that, that are, is a priority to you? And that might be serving in your women's ministry. That might be writing or starting a podcast or whatever that may be. But figure those things out first and then start organizing your day. I'm an organizer, checklister. I know I say do less, but you're going to, with this list, it's less that you're looking at. You're looking at the five things that is your priority in serving God and allowing God to move in you, work in you, and move and work through you. And with those five, focusing on those first every day, then everything else can pile in, but you're not going to feel as overwhelmed because if you don't get to watch that Netflix episode today, you can watch it tomorrow. You know, it's not going to make or break your life. It's not going to make you feel like you're a failure or that you haven't done something that you're supposed to do if you take care of those five priorities every day. And it might be different times that you're able to do that with your husband, with your family, with your whatever, you know, that these are the priorities and taking care of those first and foremost makes your, your life a better representation of what God is doing in and through you. Mm, thank you, Billy. Uh, once again, Billy Jouse has written a book called Making Room, Doing Less So God Can Do More. Pick it up on Amazon. Click in our show notes. You can order it today. Billy is just, I'm so grateful for you, Billy, and women like you who are maybe at the end of the raising kids season, but you're still able and willing to pour that wisdom and advice into, into our lives. This is discipleship. This is true discipleship. And I'm so grateful that you've been obedient to answer God's call to write this book. And you're working on another one, maybe? Maybe in the works of another book. Yeah, it's doing a mm -hmm. lot of speaking. I'm now um, really involved with Compassion International. It's something that my heart is just so overflowing with being able to work with compassion through sponsorship of children and also with their child survival program. And mm -hmm. I'm doing some speaking with them and offering child sponsorship. If anybody's interested in compassion, head over to my website. I'm sure Jen will have that in the show notes and head over to my website. There is a link there that will take you to my compassion page to show you what we're doing with compassion and what compassion is all about. And I've been really on board with compassion for quite a while now and love their organization and all that they do with partnering with churches and, and rescuing children from poverty in Jesus name. But in April I was, I was able to travel with compassion down to the Dominican Republic, a country that I've lived in with my husband and my children. And we were able to go there and see what compassion's doing and, I tell people all the time, if you thought I was on fire for compassion before I went to the Dominican Republic, you don't even want to hear me now because I love what they're doing. It, I'm just so overwhelmed with the grace of God and the love of the people and the compassion partnering with these churches that are just wanting to transform their community in Jesus name. And it's such a wonderful organization. So a lot going on over at billyjouse.com, but I'm excited about it and loving where God has opened doors since I went through this process of making room. I've really been able to focus more on what God wants me to do 
and what God wants to do with me than ever before. So I feel like the impact that we're having in the things that we're doing is so much greater than it was before because I was spinning wheels before and now I feel like I've got great traction in the true things that God wants to do in and through me. You've been listening to my interview with Billy Jouse. Check out her website at billyjouse.com. Follow her journey, her journey as a compassion speaker, but also just a, a speaker and encourager of women. She's also got a podcast called Start Small, Believe Big. You can find all of that on her website and check out everything else that she's got going on because it's all good stuff. And she is such an encouragement to women to just do less, just do less and see what God does because he's got big plans for each and every one of us mamas if we'll just slow down long enough to listen. I want to encourage you to use your gifts this week. Mama, if you feel like you've been neglecting yourself in order to pay attention to everyone else, hey, maybe this season is that's going to be part of your life, but don't completely neglect what you do well. Do something for you. Take some time for yourself to really lean in and listen to what God is saying to you and how he can use you in the gifts that you already have to be a blessing to others. And it can be in small ways. Sometimes the things that we think we need to do look much bigger than they actually need to be. Maybe something as simple as doing some gift baskets for a local charity this holiday season or sitting and sewing something, you know, just even small little skills that you can do, or, or maybe it's, it's cutting back on your big list and just simply being with your family and doing a fun board game together. You know, I know that it, my my kids love to do that kind of stuff with me. And I often find myself telling them, no, no, I'll, I'll get to it later when I'm done with this, when I'm done with this. And I see this look on their face, like again, mom, really? Come on, just just sit with us. What is why? What what do you need to do that is more important than us right now? So yeah. I'm, yeah. So Asher's sitting right next to me, and he's saying, "Yeah, I I second that motion." But acknowledging that and seeing that, you know, this all this stuff, all this stuff that we think needs to get done. How important is it in the long term and in the kingdom and with your own family? So consider this week, Mama, what you could do or maybe stop doing for a time to really just sit back and listen to what God has for you. This has been Jennifer Bryant with the Practical Family Podcast, where we are encouraging you and families like yours to build strong foundations and healthy homes. But before you can do that, you need to tap into your own strengths and believe that you are enough because God says you are. Mm